0: Thank you. Uh, How good was it to see baptisms this morning? And I love the fact that we got to see baptisms on a day where I get to talk about the church because, you know, God works things together well, and so I absolutely love that. But I want to start today with a question because I like questions. I'm just wondering, can you think of a time where you felt like you belonged. Because it feels really good when you find that place where you belong. It feels where you find that thing or that place where you go, you know what, I'm amongst my people here. I can think of lots of times in my life but there's one time in particular that stands out to me. In 2018, I had the opportunity to go on a study tour to Israel, which was just incredible. Uh, But there was one Sunday where we were in Nazareth, and uh, we got to go and worship in a church in Nazareth, which is really, really cool to actually be in a church hearing a story about that place. Uh, Kind of blew my mind a little bit. Now, I'd visited different churches before, but this was my very first experience at churches that dealt with multiple languages. And that was a really cool experience, but I kind of felt like I was on the outside, felt like I was just an observer for a while. And then we sang the song, How Great Is Our God. Now, How Great Is Our God, that is one of my absolute favourite worship songs. As you get to know me, you're going to understand that I have a lot of favourites. I've got a lot of favourite Bible passages, a lot of favourite stories, and a lot of favourite worship songs. But this is one of my absolute favourites. And it was just this incredible experience to be in this church in Nazareth, singing this song, English and Arabic. And I was just standing there worshiping, going, This is the same song I sing back in my home church all the way across the world. And it was this recognition in myself that I was part of something bigger. So there it is. That's not How Great Is Our God. That's another song because I was too busy worshipping to take a photo. But it was just this realisation that I was part of something bigger, that I belonged to something more than myself. That I got to be part of God's kingdom, which I was singing with brothers and sisters in another country from where I was. And I love it because God's actually used this song in multiple experiences in my life to remind me I belong to something bigger. I got to lead a missions trip in 2019 to Fiji and we sang it in English and Hindi. I came to the Combined Churches prayer meeting yesterday and we sang, How Great Is Our God. It was in English, but we sang it. This same song that just reminds us that we are part of something bigger, that we belong to something more than ourselves. And I just, I love that idea. Over the last few weeks, we as a church have been going through a series called We Are, looking at who we are as Alice Springs Baptist Church. Uh, In the first week, Gavin unpacked that we are a kingdom people. We have a choice. We can either live in a kingdom of self-sacrifice or a kingdom of self-preservation. And Gavin challenged us about which one we were living in. Last week, we talked about we are a people who are faithful Every day. And as we did that, we heard the story of David, not quite David and Goliath, but the story of David as he delivered cheese. God used his ordinary, everyday life to do incredible things. And that fits in with our mission statement as a church. We are a people on mission every day. And some of the words that we've used in this series, and particularly last week, were this idea of organic. And it's our distinctive as a church of scattered. We want to make sure that church is not just about a Sunday morning, but we are God's people out in the world, that we are following God wherever we go. Today, I want to focus on right here. I want to focus on who we are right here in this place when we are gathered when we are doing the organized thing, whether that's a Sunday morning, whether it is a home group throughout the week, whether it is youth ministry or mainly music or kids ministry, whatever. Because I want to talk about the fact that we belong to something bigger than ourselves today. Because I think that's such an important idea. But something that I also just want to share with you at the start is we can talk about organic and we can talk about organised and some people feel, you know what, I love the organic. I love going out and being the church in the city. And there are other people who go, no, no, I love doing the organised church, the gathering together. So often we as people like to have this or that. We like to go, I'm this kind of person, not that. You know, I'm an introvert, not an extrovert. It doesn't actually have to be one or the other. And in particular, as we talk about this organic and organised, it needs to be and, not an or. These things go hand in hand together. They support each other. And I just want to kind of lay that thought as we start. So today, as we are going to be exploring this, we're going to be looking at the book of 1 Peter. And specifically, chapter 2, verses uh, 4 to 10 but a little bit of context for this book. See, this was written by the apostle Peter and it was written to Christians who were scattered. They knew that they were foreigners in this world. They knew that their citizenship was in heaven. They knew that they were called to be different. But they were scattered in amongst the world and so Peter wanted to encourage them. Peter wanted to build these guys up and help them to know that they were seen and that they were noticed and to just hold on. But one of the things I love about this book as well is this letter wasn't written. Peter was one of Jesus' inner disciples. And he didn't write this book to the other apostles. He didn't write this to church leaders. He wrote it to believers, to ordinary Christians. And so as we read it, we know that it's talking about us as well. So let's read verses 4 and 5. You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honour. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. You know, I love, as we go through the New Testament, there are these great metaphors and images of the church. You know, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He gave us this picture of the church as a living thing and we're called to remain connected to it. Paul, in his letters, says the church is like a body. It's got all these parts, but it's one thing. It's working together for one cause. And Jesus is the head. Jesus said that the church is like a bride. It's holy and beautiful and precious and important. We've got these different images and these different ideas. But I really love this passage because in this passage, Peter says, you guys are a bunch of rocks. I like that. It's simple. See, Peter's saying, I want you to imagine for a moment that you're a brick. Now, please don't get offended by this. Bricks are useful. Bricks are important. Bricks are essential. But see, one of the things that I love about bricks is a brick isn't designed to be by itself. It's designed to be part of something bigger than itself. And we use bricks everywhere. I've just moved into a new house on Friday, and I am so grateful for the fact that it is a brick house. I have shelter from the insane sun that you guys have up here. Like, it's 20 degrees at 7am. That's not right. I'm grateful for bricks that keep my house cool. But I'm grateful that these bricks have come together to build a house that Emma and I can now turn into a home. I'm grateful for bricks that get put on top of each other to create cafes, places that we can go and meet and do community. They create shelters to protect us from storms. They create things that are beautiful and useful and safe. And they create landmarks. Because I was having a conversation with some people this week and they were talking about street names. I don't know street names in Devonport where I grew up but I know buildings. That's near Kmart. I know where that is. When you build things with bricks, it creates these big things that you can see that are safe, that are useful. But have you guys ever encountered a brick by itself? Because more often than not, a brick by itself just kind of sits there. Now, you might be able to kind of put it down to mark out a step, or to help delineate a path. But my experience, from bricks in my backyard growing up, it's just going to get overgrown and become a tripping hazard. Peter says to us, I want you to imagine that you're a brick. You're not designed to be by yourself. You're not designed to be uh, just doing your own thing. You're designed to be part of something bigger, something greater than just yourself. And this passage tells us God is building us into his spiritual temple. God is building us into something bigger that has this tangible and physical presence in this city. Something that can stand out and be seen, something that can be safe. And we need to remember that Peter wrote this not to just church leadership, but he wrote it to all of us as believers. Everybody who is following Jesus sitting in this room, you are a brick and you are designed to be part of something bigger than just yourselves. You know, as we gather on a Sunday morning, as we meet together in our home groups, as we serve in ministries, God's using us for something bigger than what we can do ourselves. If we keep reading this passage, verses 6 to 8 say, as the scriptures say, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honour, and anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Yes, you who trust him recognise the honour God has given him. But for those who reject him, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. And he is the stone that makes people stumble, the rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they do not obey God's word and so they meet the fate that was planned for them. You know, there is so much that I could uh, pull out of this but we've already had a long service and I'm sure that you don't want to stay here till the 5 p.m. service tonight. But I just love that idea of Jesus as the cornerstone. See, the cornerstone was the bit that kept the walls straight and true. It's the foundation. It's the thing that bears the rest of the building. God is building us into something bigger than ourselves. God is building us into something Christ bears us as we are built into that. That's just such a beautiful picture and an image. And then if we continue to verses 9 to 10, it says, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession." As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, but now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. There is some beautiful language in this passage. But the thing about a building is you can't just slap bricks together and hope that it's going to come out as something worthwhile at the end. Trust me, I've tried it with my Lego. It doesn't work. You've got to actually have a plan and a purpose as you build something. As you put something together, you have to have intention and an idea of the bigger picture. And so Peter here, says you're being built into a spiritual temple by God. But then he gives us three metaphors to describe this is what God is actually doing in this place. You are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. Each one of these is giving us a bit of an idea of what God is calling us to do as we gather here in this space today. And the first one, we are a royal priesthood. Now, please don't freak out about the idea of being a priest. You don't have to look like that. That being said, I am a little bit jealous of the beard. I would love to be able to have a beard like that. Emma would not like me to have a beard like that. But see, one of the things that is important to us as Alice Springs Baptist Church is we believe in the priesthood of all believers. We don't just have one person who mediates between God and the congregation. We all have the freedom to actually go to God ourselves. We have the freedom to be able to go and interact with God, to to pray to him ourselves, to seek forgiveness ourselves. We don't have to rely on another person. But when Peter describes us as a royal priesthood. Priests were the representatives of God to the people. They were the ones who took the things of God and shared them with the world. You know, priests would work in the temple and they would offer the sacrifices. Now, it's okay, it's not as messy for us to offer sacrifices today as it was in the Old Testament. But you know, even the fact that you are gathered here this morning or you're watching online, you have given God a sacrifice today because you have chosen to go, you know what, I want to focus on God. I want to give God my time and my attention and my focus. You're giving something of yourself to God and you're giving him a sacrifice. Every time we meet together, We're giving up what we could be doing. You could still be sleeping in. I couldn't. I've got young kids. But you could. But you've chosen to instead give that to God. When you come and serve in a team here, you are giving a sacrifice of your skills and your talent and your time to others. That's the role of a priest You know, they served in the temple to help other people worship well. It's helping to make sure that the temple runs smoothly. The worship team to lead in worship. People to welcome people in, whether it's an official role or not. It's the hospitality team who help make coffees after the service so that we can have that sense of community and that time together afterwards. It's one of the most important roles... I think on a Sunday morning, it's the production team. See, the production team's one of those ones that when it goes well, you don't even notice that there's anyone there. But if nobody fills that role, it is really hard for the service to work. Because I would have to shout really loud so that you could hear me. That was just in case people were starting to fall asleep. You know, we need these people serving in roles. We need these things. And it is because we are a royal priesthood. We serve and we sacrifice our things so that the temple, the gathering, can run smoothly. But the other thing about the priests, they carried the truth of God with them wherever they went, whether that was in the church or outside of the church. We have the ability to encourage other people. We have the ability to speak truth into people's lives You don't have to be a pastor to be able to do that. God speaks to us all. And so we have the ability to actually carry God's truth with us. As we go out into the world, into our Monday to Fridays, we carry the truth of God with us. We are a royal priesthood. But one of the other pictures that Peter says is a holy nation. I love that picture. I stole it from miserable it's one of my favourite stories. Because as I was reflecting on a holy nation this week, I thought, you know what? A holy nation, it's a nation that is set apart and set aside for God. It is where the rules and the laws are according to God's ways. And I just thought about medieval churches. They were a place of sanctuary. If you were lost, if you were hurting, if you needed help, you could go and knock on the door and you would find sanctuary. As I read the Old Testament all through the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, I see God's heart for those who are hurting and broken, for those who don't have someone to look out for themselves. And so a holy nation is a place where people are welcomed into a place of sanctuary and safety. And do you know what? That's what we have here on a Sunday morning. That's what we need to have here on a Sunday morning. You know, I've been here for about a month and I have felt so welcomed in both, or our whole family has felt so welcomed in by this church. We have felt safe. We have felt like we belong. We have felt part of it. And my hope is that that isn't just because, you know, I'm on staff here. My hope is that that is the way that this church treats everyone, that this is a place that you are welcomed in, that you are supported, that you belong. But, you know, this idea of a holy nation and this place of sanctuary, it's also about outreach ministries. Youth group on a Friday night is a place for young people to come and to discover who they are in a safe place, a place where they're not going to be judged a place where they're not going to feel like they're out of place because I know that that's what I needed when I was a teenager. I love the mainly music program that's run here because it is a place for mums and dads or carers of any kind to bring their kids to have some adult conversations throughout the week but also just to find a place where you go, you know what, I feel safe here. I feel like I belong, I feel like I've seen, that I matter, that I'm important. That is what it means to be a holy nation. That is what it means to have a place of sanctuary here where you can feel safe and welcomed in. And you know, last week, Gavin unpacked the idea of delivering cheese and allowing God to serve or God to use us in our ordinary everyday lives. When we are being a holy nation like Peter describes, it is creating the church as a landmark that as we go out and as we serve God out in, in our city, we can point back to it and say, hey, that's where I'm from. Not because we want kudos, not because we want pats on the back, but because we want to point out a place where people can go where they all feel safe and connected and welcomed in. That's what we're trying to do with a holy nation. And the last picture that Peter uses is we are a chosen people. When when we're described like this, God is trying to point out and remind us, you are called to be different in this world. You're not called to be the same and look the same as everybody out there. You're called to look different. Unique, special. It's about how we interact with each other. And you know, I love in the New Testament, there are over 30 distinct commands for how we are meant to interact with one another. Things like, therefore, build up and encourage one another, just as in fact you were doing. Bear one another's burdens. Pray for one another. Forgive one another. Confess your sins to one another. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Some of them may be contextual. There are enough there for us to focus on. But see, I love these one another's of the New Testament because they describe how we are meant to interact with each other, how we are meant to support each other. And if I think about the fact that we are all a bunch of bricks... What I love about this is that no one brick bears all the weight. See, there's a hole in there and I can put my weight on it and it doesn't fall because the weight is distributed throughout the whole thing. These one and others of the New Testament, they are designed for us to support each other. They are designed for us to encourage one another, for us to build each other up because as we go out into the world, as we are on mission every day, that's tiring. That's exhausting. Because sometimes we've heard some great stories of what God has done, but sometimes we get to harvest the ripe fruit and sometimes we are preparing the soil. And so we need this place that we can come back to, where we can be encouraged, where we can be built up, where we can be supported so that we have the strength and the energy to go out. And, you know, this is why I love home groups so much because I'm looking out at all the faces that we've got here today and I've been trying to learn people's names over the last couple of weeks and there are a lot of names to learn. But in a home group, you have got a smaller group of people to connect with. You have got an opportunity to bear each other's burdens in a smaller way, to support each other, to encourage each other, to build each other up, to be part of something bigger. Because those home groups come together as the church. And you know, what I would absolutely love from today is if I get into my office on Monday and I am inundated with connect forms filled in, saying, I want a home group. And if I have to find 20 new leaders to run those home groups, awesome. That gives me a focus for the next couple of months. But because I th- I think that this is so important, this is how, as we are gathered together, as we're organised, this is how we support each other. This is how we show to the world we are a chosen people, that we look out for each other. See, Peter calls us in this passage, he says, you are a brick. You are being built into a spiritual temple for God. And as you do that, you're doing the role of a priest, you are representing the things of God to the people. You are being a holy nation. You are creating a safe sanctuary for people. You are showing them how to live in a kingdom way. You're a chosen people. We're doing all these things. But I just wonder, as God builds that spiritual temple here in Alice Springs, we've all heard about things that are going on in this town at the moment. But I just wonder, if we allow ourselves to be built into what God's building, what kind of spiritual lighthouse could be built here in this city? Something tall and strong and powerful. A place that it provides safety to people who really just need safety. Place that shines Jesus out into our community, into a community that needs Jesus so much. But in order for that to happen, we have to choose to be part of something bigger. We have to allow ourselves to be built into this. And so, as I finished today, I started with a question, I'm going to finish with a question. Have you found your place here? Have you found where you belong? Do you know where God is wanting to place your brick in this church today? Because once the service is done, if you're you're looking or you're trying to find where is it, we've got an opportunity for you with the First Serve Expo. It's not signing up for a long-term commitment. It's about having a go and seeing. do you know what? This might be where I fit. Because we're part of something bigger and there is a space for you in what God is building. Would you pray with me? Lord God, I just want to say thank you for who you are. I want to say thank you for the fact that you see us and you want to use us. Lord, that you've got a plan and a purpose for how we can be used and how we can be built into this spiritual house. And Lord God, I pray that you would just help us to find where is the place that you want us? Where is the place that you are wanting to build us? Lord God, help us to create that place of safety, to to represent you and to live as a chosen people. Lord God, help us to just know the ways to do that. Lord, these things we pray in your name. Amen.